Greetings all you nerds and nerdettes, this is John, and thank you for tuning in to Nerd is the Word. We are just bros sitting around discussing what's happening in the world of gaming, movies, TV, comics, and anime, and you can find us every week on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcast Services. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a review and give us a five-star rating. Now, I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, guys, to another episode. How's it going? I'm joined by Jacob and Jordan this week, per usual. How's it going, guys? Going good, man. Hanging out. Going great. Going grand. Good deal. Got some cool stuff to talk about this week. Uh, definitely have an amazing episode to talk about at the end of the news portion, so looking forward to that. But we'll get there in due time. Um, Nintendo had quite a, quite a bit of stuff going on this week, and I think it's just going to get even more... Um, even more stuff once we, uh, the closer we get to E3, because <clears throat> usually this time of the year is when Nintendo really likes to, to go out banging. So, uh, but once again, we have to talk about the Switch Pro. I know people are probably getting tired of hearing about the rumors, but uh, firmware update 12.0 came out this week, and data miners have discovered two things. One is the mention of a code name, Alua, which is presumably the code name for the Switch Pro. Also, they've updated the Bluetooth drivers, finally, to work with Bluetooth audio devices. Who knows when they'll actually implement this, but if they finally do, I'll be so stoked because I'm tired of not being able to use Bluetooth headsets with my damn Switch. Oh, yeah. I know that's, that's just a big problem right now because like, the only way you can use a headset right now is if you plug it into a Switch and you can't even have it whenever it's connected to the TV. You have to have it in handheld mode. Well, you can. You just have to sit like right next to your dock, which nobody wants. If you're playing on TV, you don't want to sit right next to the console. That's really mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah. But I definitely think, especially with a pro model coming out, it doesn't surprise me that they're trying to update the Bluetooth drivers because I'm sure that's going to be a, a feature on the new console, I would assume. If they're going to boast 4K, you might as well have Bluetooth headset support. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I am ready for them to, to announce it. I think they'll save it probably for E3, and they might even wait till after. Because um, I think with the light, they announced it in like August, and then it came out in September. So they may just do something where they do their own direct and then be like, hey, comes out in a couple months. Hmm. They've done that before. They did that with the DSi also. They announced it, and then like a month later, it came out. So Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean,. At this point, like, something's coming from Nintendo at some point then, because, like, PS5, Xbox Series X is out now, so everyone's kind of like, okay, Nintendo, what's your thing? What are you doing? Well, yeah, because there's one thing when Nintendo was only one generation behind, but now they're technically two, so mm-hmm. they definitely need to do a revision to kind of catch up, because, yes, they have a lot of um, users, but third-party developers aren't going to want to develop for them anymore if the technology gets too far behind. Oh, yeah. Unless they do Switch exclusives, which that's extra time and money that they may not want to do. So it just depends. I just hope the rumors are true that it's at least as powerful as a PS4. I know they'll still be a generation behind, but they've never really cared about generations. They always care about innovations. Mm-hmm. We've I mean, the Switch is still great. So Yeah. I mean, once again, if I can play Skyrim on the toilet, I'm happy. My only thing is just once again we talked about this before. Apex Legends on Switch is not not the best thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a few games that, like I said, Witcher Three. Um, that's the one game so far that I've played 
where I was like, okay, I have to play this on a real console. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And it had good reviews too. That's what kind of surprised me. And when I tried it, I'm like, uh, how how does this have such good reviews? Because it looks muddy. It's not pretty at all. Yeah, I mean, they also so like kind of course. Well, just going on with Nintendo news. I mean, so Mario 35th is, is removed now. Yep. Which, if you can find a physical copy for it, I really, really recommend grabbing it because it's going to become a collectible item now. Um. Well, not just that, but Mario 35, that was the uh, the online. So, I don't, yeah. Do you, have, do you have a Switch? I do, yeah. So, you, so is, yeah, it's that Battle Royale style Mario game. Mm. Um, it's been removed from the eShop, and then they replaced it with something called Pac Man 99. So, it's essentially the same thing. It's a Battle Royale. I know I saw, like, if you eat special fruit, it'll put, like, it'll make the ghosts in the other players' games stronger and faster. And so. Um, and you just kind of eliminate each other on on your own separate screens by sending hmm. stuff to their to their so game. Essentially, Tetris Nine again. Yeah, Tetris Nine, but with Pac Man. The difference, though, this time is they actually said they're working on single player stuff, which they um, Nintendo's never done with any of the battle royale style games on the online. And then also they're going to do extra content. Uh, for more money, which they've also never done that. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Um, Mm -hmm. Nintendo has a great relationship with Bandai Namco, so I'm sure they'll come up with some really cool ideas. And then we had a few announcements, too. Um, Destroy All Humans, uh, the remake is coming to Switch June 29th, um, which is actually pretty cool because I haven't played the remake, but I played the first one back on, like, PS2, I think, or PS3, whatever it was originally on. And that game was so fun, and I was kind of hoping this game would come to Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, love the perfect that, game. I love that the Destroy All Humans, it, like the remaster and everything, is like the kids that didn't get to play it, you know, are now getting that chance because that game it was a lot of fun. And honestly, yeah. I think that's like the perfect game to put on the Switch to play. So hopefully, hopefully that works out pretty well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then also the Peggy rating board in Europe. So it's a weird situation. Um, they rated Borderlands 3 Director's Cut for the Nintendo Switch. Um, and then the next day, uh, uh, Gearbox came out and said that that was a mistake, that it, there is no Switch version. But the thing about Nintendo Switch games is they, they don't ever admit that they're out until they're shown in a Direct. So even if that was a true leak, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, it's coming. Um, and what's interesting, too, is people are like, well, there is a director's cut. And then two days later, there was a director's cut trailer for the other consoles. So I definitely think it's a possibility that this may be a real thing. So you, the Handsome Collection and uh, there is on Switch now. So, And with that art style, I think it would it would look fine if they ported it to Switch. They could also do a delayed release, too. Like when it comes to PS, PS5 and Xbox Series X, and then they do like three months later it comes to switch too which i could also see that happening also yeah oh yeah so i definitely think that might be something that will be a surprise but not a surprise if they do a direct before e3 and they may save that for a summertime direct announcement i don't know um and actually we keep i keep talking about e3 but i forget so they did announce that e3 is coming back did you guys see that yeah i saw that too i was really surprised i was like nintendo's coming back to e3 like they're the first people to people to dip out of E three, so. Well, not just that, but last year we didn't have E three, which was mm-hmm. kind of depressing because of COVID. So I'm really glad that 2021 is going to have E three because 
E3 is like something I wait for all year. There's always really cool announcements, really cool demos. Um, I'm stoked to see what they what they announce. Uh, so far, Microsoft, Nintendo, Capcom, uh, Ubisoft, Take Two, Konami, and Warner Brothers have all confirmed that they're bringing games to E3. So, but not Sony. Sony is all skipping again. This will be, I think, the third or fourth year that they are ducking out. Um, Nintendo doesn't do a physical presentation anymore, which it's all digital this year anyways, but Nintendo usually does like an hour-long, big, huge direct. Um, and both Nintendo... Well, Nintendo's rumored to be having some crazy presentation, but we'll see. Um, and then Microsoft is teasing that they're going to have a huge blowout at E3, which I hope so because they still have a lot to prove mm-hmm. this year for the for the Series X. But, yeah. And I guess the next thing too, like final thing touching on Nintendo, Nintendo really news. Um, they confirmed that more Zelda remakes and remasters are coming out, which I'm excited for. Like I just, I, I hope, 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 hope it's gonna be Twilight Princess or Wind Waker, one of the or two, both. or both. Or both. I, I wouldn't mind both. Hands down, wouldn't mind both. Even if they put them on one copy, I'd still pay sixty bucks for it. What? Yeah, and they ported. I mean pretty much every hot Wii U game to the Switch, except for those two games. Mm-hmm. They're already HD remasters of them, so they wouldn't have to do hardly any work at all. It's like, just hurry up and bring them to the Switch. Those are the two games I've been waiting for. Um, Jeff Grubb is hardly ever wrong, and he says that we do have more coming, so um, like I said, now that Mario 35th anniversary is over, hopefully they'll do a Zelda-centric direct soon. I mean, idea of what this looks like. When it comes to games coming out right now, I mean, besides next month, there's not a lot of big ones hitting us for a while, at least. I mean, because we got Returnal coming out for next month. Isn't it? It's this month. This month we got new Pokemon Snap and Eternal. Yeah, that's right. Next month we have Resident Evil. And go ahead. No, I was just going to make sure that let you know that Returnal Um, was a PS5 exclusive. So. Yeah, we know. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, then we have Resident Evil next month, also with Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. And then, really, at the moment, nothing really big hits until October with Back for Blood, in my opinion. That's my opinion, though, so. Well, Skyward Sword in July. In July, that's right. But, uh, yeah, and then there's, like, Mario Golf in June. Um, so, for the main consoles, you've got, hard, you basically have Resident Evil and Mass Effect mm-hmm. um, and, and Returnal. And then with Nintendo, you've only got Mario, Pokemon Snap, and Skyward Sword. Uh, and Mario Golf, to me, is a, a huge system seller. It's going to sell a lot of copies, but it's uh, if I don't have a Switch, I'm not going to run out and buy a Switch just because Mario Golf came out. Yeah. So they definitely need to... All the consoles need to really start pushing and hyping. And I know PlayStation and Sony or Xbox may not care right now because systems are hard to come by. Um, but they still need a, a reason to make people get hyped because you can't get a PS4 and Xbox One right now, and you can't get an Xbox Series X or a PS5. So give us something to play, the people that have gotten one. Yeah, I think we're just kind of in that weird state right now with with new consoles, which is part of the reason why I think if they announce the Switch Pro, it'll kind of alleviate that little bit of dead zone, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because, like... They're barely making PS4s right now. Xbox Ones have stopped production. I'm, I'm almost almost certain on that. Um, 
And so they're focusing everything on PS5, Xbox Series X. Switch is still trying to do the best they can to keep up pace right now, unless they're also producing another console, which is why they might they might be in shortage also. Yeah. So right now, people don't want to sell their systems because they want to they want to sell it to get the new console. Yeah. People don't want to buy the new console because they can't find it, or it's twice, three times the value than what's supposed to be. Right. Well, and I kind of figured they would hold off um, uh, confirming the Switch Pro anyways because they just had the Mario um, limited edition Switch, and then they had the Monster Hunter Rise limited edition Switch. So they're not going to do anything to kill those sales of those two consoles. Mm-hmm. So they're going to wait till all their limited edition stuff is out and done before they're like, hey, by the way, new system. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me too. It's just it sucks because we're in just kind of just like, we, we've been in this lull now for just it seems like for months. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and Sony, like we were talking about earlier, um, after Returnal, we only uh, Ratchet and Clank's really the only thing to look forward to in June. But I mean, supposedly God of War two and um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn two are coming, but. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got delayed like everything else. So Yeah, I'm, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer and say that might happen. But, like, once again, I would much rather have a complete game and a good game than something that I'm going to have to wait to get it fixed. Like, Cyberpunk as an example. I know the developers are doing the best they can to fix the game, and they are trying everything they can to make sure that people are happy with it. But I think it's once again put people in a bad mindset whenever it comes to like, do I really want to pre-order this game and have another right. cyberpunk situation happen to me? Yep. I understand. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And out of the two, I think um, if one was going to get delayed, it'd be God of War because with horizon, we've at least seen it, stuff on it. We've seen a little bit of gameplay footage. We've seen, you know, the cinematic cinematic trailers, God of War. We saw a logo. That was it. Yeah. So if one were going to get delayed, it would be Ragnarok for sure. Unfortunately, um, I mean, I want them to take their time, but that is probably the one I'm most stoked for. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess this is a good segue to go on to PlayStation news then. Um, I know for me, one of the things that's, that's, that's interesting is Last of Us Remake apparently is in the works, which uh, I'm yeah. interested to see how that's going to go. Because, um, I mean, Last of Us was great. Last of Us 2 was also really good. Um, I mean, it is tech. I mean, there's mixed reaction on. So there's too much to put in the notes. But the reason this whole thing is getting a lot of inf- um, attention is because so Last of Us remake was originally being made by Sony Bend, which is the studio that did Days Gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Naughty Dog. Um, one basically wanted to take it back so now it's been moved back to naughty dog and naughty dog is supposedly the ones doing the last of us remake um and then days and then so sony bend got um were hired to do a, a new uncharted game but the problem is uh, sony bend was i guess uh, afraid that they were basically going to become like Naughty Dog South. They don't want Naughty Dog to absorb them. They want to stay their own studio. Mm-hmm. So they they uh, politely asked Sony um, if they could be taken off the project. So we don't know if the new Uncharted game is still in development. Um, and apparently Days Gone 2 is not happening. 
uh, Sony Ben pitched them an idea for a sequel, but Sony turned them down. So I don't know what Sony Ben is going to do now if they're not doing the new Uncharted game and Sony's not letting them do Days Gone. I mean, I am happy with the fact that Naughty Dog is taking it back over just because, I mean, I feel like the studio who made the game originally is definitely going to do a good job at remaking the game. Yeah. If that makes sense what I'm saying. I'm not surprised because I guarantee you they're going to release it about the same time that the show comes out. It's going to be something that's going to hype up the show and make bring viewers to the show. Um, and I really like Last of Us. I just think it's, man, it's too soon for a remake, I feel like. I mean, it was yes, it was a PS3 game, but it still looks gorgeous. Um, the only thing that they could, in me, in my mind, that they could really tweak, tweak is the gameplay. Um, I did like Last of Us 2's like bow mechanics a lot better. Um, the stealth, the sneaking around was better. Um, even the gunplay was a lot better. So I guess it would just depend on what kind of fixes they make to the game. Um, but I, 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 part of me just wishes they would work on either Uncharted or a new a new IP. Or even mm-hmm. Last of Us 3, you know, with new characters. I know they said Ellie's story is probably done, but that the world they built, they could easily introduce new characters. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jordan? You're being awfully quiet. Uh, I'm, I'm still just so confused by this, uh, just because of the fact that, like, because I, I had seen that article, too, about the uh, Last of Us remake, possibly, and I'm just like, I don't, one, I do think it's a lot, like, it's way too soon to even do that. But then also I'm like, well, they yeah. do have the show coming out, so are they trying to just do a remake where the characters look more similar and then maybe try and redo some things that, you know, people didn't like with two, even though two, you know, won awards. But I'm just like, two. I'm like, why would you not just continue on with this franchise? But then also it, this yeah. just makes me think of uh, – was it Devil May Cry, where they did like a rebootish kind of like kept the same characters, they changed the way they looked, um, and then they just came out with Devil. Are you May talking Cry. about DMC? Yes. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of what I'm getting from this. Um, I'm, I don't understand why. You know. Yeah. What What worries me um, about the whole thing is I feel I'm afraid Sony's becoming too complacent um there the fact that they won't do a days gone 2 days gone didn't get good critical reviews but users loved it i mean it sold a ton uh any anytime you ask a fan a sony fan if they should try it they say yes um but they're only going by review scores they're not listening to the fans and uh, and they're focusing on these big blockbuster titles with with spider-man god of war which is fine these are great games but i still want sony to take risks and have faith in these smaller developers i mean they closed that the studio that did um ico and it's like some of these small studios yeah they may not push uh, a lot of sales but they still have fans and they still help the system have a great library i just don't want sony to play it too safe they did such a great job last generation and if they start playing it safe, Microsoft's all about taking risks. So, I mean, Microsoft could easily start whooping their butts. Mm-hmm. I just think it would be an unnecessary remake. Like, I agree. It's, we'll have to see more about it, I feel like. 
Like, I mean, once, once we see some gameplay of it, we'll see how it goes. I just, I don't want them to take the story and then just change it because some people didn't like Last of Us 2 because they want to try and correct, quote unquote, the story. Well, the director said he's not changing because people wanted him to do like a, a side B even with or a what if or something. And he said that he's happy with the story he made and he's not going to change it. So I feel like it will be a spot for spot remake. Um, and they confirmed the show will only follow the first season. So like I said, I really think this is just a tactic to really bring viewers to the show. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm going to buy it because it's Naughty Dog and I love everything they do. Um, but I agree with Jordan. I do feel like it might be a little unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess some other, other something related news too. The Deathloop got delayed, which I'm a little bit disappointed in that. I, I'm, I was looking forward to Deathloop, honestly. I am too. It's got mixed review or mixed feelings online, but I think it looks cool. I think it's a cool idea. I love the art style. Um, I like that Bethesda still does these off the wall games. Um, it reminds me of Prey. Um, I think it looks awesome. I'm very I agree. For it. But once again, it's that we talk about Cyberpunk a lot on this show, but I'd rather them take the time to polish it than rush it out the door and it not be ready which once again we're not saying cyberpunk was a horrible game i have it for, for pc and like my like my computer runs it just fine i think the problem with cyberpunk was the fans kept telling uh cd project red you need to put this game out or it's not going to sell and well, so they, they put their faith in the, the fans for once and then they put a, put a game out that, that they knew wasn't ready i think the other part of it too is they i think the game was it evolved into a next gen experience and they had already promised that the old, the PS4 and Xbox one would, would be able to run it. And I think they refused to just admit that they should have just canceled those versions and made it a next gen game only. Mm. The game is very optimistic. It's, it's a huge game, beautiful game. Um, And I think that's the problem is these older hardware just isn't strong enough to play it. And they should have, been willing to be like, sorry guys, I mean, we can't let a game suffer because of old old hardware. Yeah. That yeah, you like just... Nintendo being like, hey. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I want to hear your Nintendo. I was going to say, it'd be like Nintendo being, being like, oh, here's Breath of the Wild on Nintendo, but it's going to run on Nintendo 64, but then the Switch version sucks balls because it was running on Nintendo 64. It's <laughs> how, how I feel. I mean, yeah, ahead, I, I do think gonna... I do think Cyberpunk. I mean, here's my thing: is I'm now curious if every episode that we make, we're going to have a delay in a game each week because it Probably. seems like obviously you know I'm still salty about the the Gotham game. I mean, uh, so of course I'm I'm. I'm just like, I'm seeing these delays and I'm just like, yep, there's another one and there's another well, one, which I know, don't worry. like make the games, take your time with them and everything, but it's like, dang, dude, don't announce them then, just like work on them. Well, the problem is too, nobody expected COVID to happen. Um, so you have all these Very big true. companies who are still working from home and when these people are used to all being in the same room and being able to get feedback and, and help each other out and now you're having to submit it through email and, and Zoom calls, I mean, it, it has to be hard. Um, oh, I agree. 
And so they didn't expect when, when some of these got announced, they didn't expect COVID to, to cause all these issues. And, and I know people are tired of the COVID excuse, but it's just the world we live in, unfortunately. And hope, hopefully after this year, things will start to mellow out, you know, but only time will tell. Which I think is just like, yes, everyone's tired of, tired of the COVID excuse, but that's the reason it is. And I'm sorry, but like, it's not going to get better until people start taking it seriously and actually start just doing what, what, what we need to do. And I know people don't want to do it. I don't want to do it myself, but I still do it just because I, it'll make it, make it be finished faster. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then everything can go back to normal. Well, yeah. And it's not just the video game industry. I mean, you can go, you can't go to Lowe's and Best Buy and buy an appliance without waiting six months to have it delivered because all these factories got shut down and even shut down for a week, people don't realize how much it puts you behind. And that's what's kind of happened with these chips that the new consoles need. Those factories were shut down for a month, and both consoles use the same chip. And so, and the new graphics cards, I think, use them too, the 3080s yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you have three three companies fighting over these chips, and there's not enough of them. Yep. And people don't understand. They, It's like Sony and Microsoft don't – they want your money. It's not like they're purposely being like, nah, we don't want your money. We're going to take our time. No, they want they want you to spend these this $500 on their consoles and wh- whatever the 3080s cost. But they just can't. They've tried. Well, in other news, no more delay news. Um, <laughs> I've that Sony is doing a new survival horror game called oh, Abandoned, yeah. which was announced exclusively for the PS5 coming in 2021. Okay. I'm loving the sound of this because this is gonna could be awesome. So it looks like trapped in the woods, uh, where unexplainable things begin to happen, you must find a way to survive and make it out alive. Survival and horror, sign me up, please. PS5, okay, I'm there. The the trailer was very brief, but there was a scene like you're sitting around a campfire. He actually has a gun, which makes me excited because. I don't. I love horror games, but I hate the horror games where you can't defend yourself. Where it's like <laughs> run and hide. If, if if something scary is coming at me, I at least want a chance to slow it down <laughs> or take it out. Um, it looks very interesting. A lot of people. There are rumors going around that um, Kojima was a part of this because he's he's said he's working on a horror game, but his Twitter account shot that down. He's like, no, this is not my next project. Um, I when I'm ready to unveil it, I will. But um, it does look really good. The graphics remind me of uh, Resident Evil Seven, uh, so it looks it looks really good. Yeah, which I mean, I seen. Did you see Res? Uh, Resident Evil Eight was ran, I think, with IGM on the PS4 Pro. How how good that looked? Did you no, see that? I know. You, I think you were talking about that last week. Yeah, and I still haven't checked it out. I keep forgetting. Tell you, man, I'm excited. I'm so excited for that game. Dude, I'm ready for, I think it's Thursday, we're getting the Resident Evil Showcase. Um, Brittany Bombatcher, I don't know if you guys know her, but she um, she used to have a YouTube channel called The Blonde Nerd, and now she's a part of uh, this What's Good Games. Um, but she's hosting it. She ever, she's been a longtime hardcore Resident Evil fan, and she's hosting it. It's going to be April 15th, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and they're going to show a ton of new gameplay um, as well as some new things never before seen for the franchise to celebrate the 25th anniversary. 
Um, and then data miners also found on the PSN that we may be getting a new Resident Evil 8 demo uh, to go alongside this presentation. So that could be cool. Yeah, I still am hoping for a Resident Evil 1 remake. Like, I know everybody wants Resident Evil 4, but I've only played Resident Evil 1, I think, one time. And with Resident Evil 2 and 3 are so good, I want a remake of 1 really bad. Or even like a collection, like some kind of, I don't know, I don't know what they could show. I just want it. I want it all. I know for me, I'm just not really a horror games guy. I like watching people play them because I laugh laugh hysterically when I see people get scared. But when it comes to me, I sit there for like 15 minutes, just like, oh, yes, this dark hallway that totally nothing could happen in, nothing at all. And I sit there and try and psych myself up and then nothing happens. And I just sit there. Like I said, I just I can't do games where you can't defend yourself. So Silent Hill, I'm I'm all for Resident Evil. Outlast. Um, you ever play Outlast? No, I hate Outlast. Oh, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I can't do it. Um, oh, that game is fun with friends. Have some friends come over. Everybody sit down. One person play and let everybody react. To it. It's awesome. My favorite horror game is still Dead Space. All day long. Oh, yeah. Dead Space is fantastic. They need to do a freaking trilogy. Release the trilogy on Switch. Do a Mass Effect remake. Do a Dead Space trilogy remake. I would be down for that. I would literally cry tears of joy. Yeah. That'd be so nice. So uh, I was actually actually thinking about this the other day, and I was was honestly kind of curious, because when the the news dropped with MLB The Show going to be on Game Pass day one, I was like, man, I wonder why, like, one, I wonder how they even make money at this point with that, because like all of the new games are literally dropping day one on Game Pass. But then it looks like here that Sony might be having one. What's 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 the deal with that? So so Jim Ryan had said a few months ago that when they that they were working on um, something to combat Game Pass, but that's all he would say. But uh, David, I don't know if it's Yefe or Jeffe or however you say his name. Uh, he used to work on the Twisted Metal series and the God of War series. Um, he's no longer with PlayStation, but he still has close friends that work at PlayStation. And he says that they are working on what they call a counterpunch to Game Pass. Um, what this will entail, I don't know, because after this article came out, I saw some other rumors, and I don't want them them to be true. Because the other rumors are, instead of making a Game Pass per se, they're just going to... Do like what Apple has, where you're going to get uh, PlayStation Now, PlayStation Plus, and then um, a TV movie service all rolled into one. So you'll get the PlayStation Now service, and then you'll also have access uh, to movies and TV shows as well, uh, just for paying the one fee. Um, I don't like PlayStation Now personally. Um, it's getting better, but the PS3 games kind of ticked me off. I don't know if either of you have used PlayStation It just... Now. It just streams them. You you don't actually install them. You just have them streamed the entire time. And apparently, like I I haven't played it myself, but I've heard nothing but complaints about the streaming service. Yeah. So the PS2 and the PS4 games you can now install on your hard drive, and that's all good and, and fun. But PS3, yeah, you have to stream them. I tried playing Castlevania, um, the one that was on PS3. Um, Lord of Shadows. And yes, Lord of Shadows. It was atrocious. It was so bad because of the streaming. Um, and especially now that the Vita store, the PS3 store, and the PSP store are all shutting down for sure, 
there's no other way to play that legacy content. So they've got to find a way to either make PlayStation Now better or do a Game Pass service where we can play PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4 games. I will pay monthly if I can play, you know, Medieval on PS1 or Final Fantasy IX on PS1 and then the Sly Cooper trilogy on PS2 or and the infamous games on PS3, all on my PS5. I don't care if I have to pay monthly for it. Just give me access to these legacy titles, and I'll be happy. I agree. I think it'd be a good choice by them. Granted, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I I don't know why they don't just inc- make like make a Game Pass subscription similar to what PlayStation Plus is, and just combine them. And yeah, just take those two because like a lot, like you're saying, a lot of people probably don't want PlayStation now. Yeah, they keep pushing it on everyone. and Seems like no one really wants it. <laughs> yeah, they added Marvel's Avengers um, this month to PlayStation Now, and it's like I still am not going to pay ten dollars to play Marvel Avengers. I mean, they've got some decent titles on there, but I just I don't. And it's also just the fact of another. You know, I don't want to pay for Now and for Plus. You know, I like my free games. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with them. <laughs> um, I don't want to pay for an extra service at least with microsoft you get a discount if you have both you know you pay 15 Mm. instead of 20 bucks a month yeah and microsoft is picking up the pace because used to it was only their day one games came to the game pass and then they got third-party games but they'd usually been out a while but this is with outriders and now mlb the show i mean they're going out and getting big third-party games day one on the service and if they keep doing that, Sony's going to have to – because do you want to pay $15 to pay MLB The Show or do you want to pay $70 to play it on PS5? I mean, that's what it comes down to, and Sony's going to start hurting if they don't do something. Oh, yeah. I agree. And, and what's sad about that story is MLB The Show was a Sony exclusive. Mm-hmm. And so Sony fans are feeling like they're being slapped in the face because Xbox fans are getting it and they're getting it basically for free if they already have Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was high. I was highly surprised I mean, when I seen that article where it, at day one it was going to be on Game Pass. Yep, me too. I was shocked. I still, don't, I just don't see how people still don't like companies don't make like they have to just pay be paid like just ridiculous amounts of money to get it on yeah. Game Pass by day one because mm-hmm. that's a that's a lot of sales that just they just <clears throat> don't get anymore. Yeah, yeah, because there are cheap people who are like. Psh- I'm not buying it. I like ownership, so I'm still going to go out and buy the game mm-hmm. if I can. But there's a lot of people who don't care, and they just they want to play it one time and be done with it. Yep. So, yeah, you're right. That's a lot of I feel like that's a lot of potential sales they are losing out on. On the bright side, I guess, an Xbox exclusive is coming to Sony. Call the seat. I actually, when they did the Xbox um, Series X. Show I actually thought Call of the Sea looked kind of cool. It's not a game I'd want to pay for. Um, I'd play it on Game Pass, but it looks it looks cool. I haven't seen too much on it, so I, I, I'm not too too excited or disappointed either way. Yeah, I can just I can hear it now. Microsoft, hey Sony, uh, your your uh, exclusive MLB the Show. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get it this year. Like okay, well, what do we get from you? Halo, Gears, what? They're like, Call of the Sea? <laughs> uh, well, no oh, yeah, that's a fair trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but Sony did that. 
because they realized there was money, potential money that they weren't getting. I mean, any company that's going to not share a title and lose out on that money was, is just stupid. Uh, MLB, there's no good baseball game. No offense to RBI on Microsoft. RBI? How dare you, sir? So it just, it makes financial sense for Sony to be like, all right, yeah, let's just put MLB on other titles, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, these companies are, they're, it's all about making the money. So with sports titles, it needs to be available on all the consoles. Yep. Because, I mean, that's the only way you'll make those, that money, which I mean, I have met people that's literally only, even though they're diehard Xbox fans, have literally only bought PlayStation so they could play MLB. I have too. I I know a guy who wanted a PlayStation just so he could play MLB the show, and he's a diehard Xbox guy. Yeah. So, I mean, but there's not that many people that are like that. So, it's smart on their part to do it, but... I'm I'm just like oh that was a that was a cool trade we did here you get MLB and we get <laughs> a game I've never even heard of so yeah um yeah the thing with Microsoft I mean this kind of ties into the one piece of Microsoft news we we have but so there's a rumor Tyler McVicker he's an industry in, insider he's famous for leaking anything of uh, involving Valve um, he says that Game Pass is coming to Steam in the near future. Um, which does not surprise me because Microsoft is all about um, building a place to play their games, not necessarily tying it to one console. I still think Game Pass will come to Switch one day um, because they're all about just getting as many people playing their IPs as they can. They don't care where you play it. They just want you playing them. So yeah. I know doesn't surprise me at all. I know for PC, like... So, like, I bought Sea of Thieves, like, a year and a half ago, and it just went on sale on Steam for 20 bucks, and I gladly re- rebought the game, because whenever I try and run the X- the Microsoft Store on my computer, or, well, correction, on both the computers that I've had now, it doesn't run. The Microsoft Store, I do not know why, is, like, the worst store to buy stuff off of on the PC, it seems like. The Epic Store works just fine. The Steam Store works just fine. The origin store works just fine. I do not know why this company who made Windows, their Microsoft store just does not work properly. Yeah. Um, and that's probably it because Steam has such a good user interface. So putting Game Pass on Steam just seems like a no-brainer. And there's been rumors that Val, same guy says that Valve is working on two new Half-Life games. So I wonder if maybe they'll come to Game Pass since if Game Pass comes to Steam. Could be. I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Epic, this isn't on the notes either, but I saw today. Apparently Epic Games is losing $300 million uh, because of their free games they give out every month and the, exclu- the deals that they uh, do to get games to come exclusively to Epic Game Store. What? Mm-hmm. They just throw away money to get people over to their platform. Yeah. Which, with Fortnite, they make so much money on Fortnite, they probably don't care. <laughs> they, they don't care. Um, they'll, they want to kill Steam. I mean, at the end of the day, they, they want it to happen. Um, whether it will happen, it I don't know. What? I don't think it will. I don't know. I like, I sign on every month literally just to get my free games on Epic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um 
I have a pretty decent library over there now, which is pretty sad because my Steam library I have like 120 games, and Epic is slowly catching up to them. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I don't like having a million places to sign in. Like, I hate EA Origin. I hate having all these different places where you have to log in to play your games. I just want one window, one service that will store all of my PC games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I know that understanding. Because, like, especially, like, I, it's nice when you can link them all together. Like, you can link your Steam, you can link your Epic then, and then it works just fine, right? But it's annoying whenever, like, they just won't link and you have to just remember where you bought the game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's frustrating. PC um, problems. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thank God I'm a console guy. Um, but we t- you mentioned Mass Effect Legendary Edition earlier. Did you guys see that it has gone gold? So it will, Jordan, not be delayed. It is for sure coming in May. Oh, so excited. I am. I- I am too. I've never played the original trilogy. Oh my god! Oh, and I seen I seen that they are doing Shepard from one, however you whatever goes down with him, all the way to three. The character will cross over all three games. That's awesome. <sighs> See, Misty and I have only played um, Andromeda, and oh. I, I get so much crap for it because it's the only game I've ever played. So mm-hmm. I like it. I thought it was a great game, and everybody's like, "Well, because." Yeah, and everyone's like, that's because you've not played the original trilogy. You're going to love it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, here's my thing. It's like, I'm not shaking my head no, like, oh, my God, why did you play that? I'm just like, that sucks that that's the one you started with. But (laughs) if you liked that one, then I'm like, okay, well, I have no problem. I think he'll love Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. I tried to play Mass Effect 1, and I hated it because of the controls. So the the Legendary Edition makes me excited because that they fine-tune the controls. Mm-hmm. And they've updated the graphics, so I'm I'm super stoked. I will definitely. It's, it's I have just, to hurry up and beat Valhalla so that I can be prepared for this long act. I'm gonna have to hurry up and beat Returnal and then Res and then that because like I'm all right. three of them. I'm I'm so excited for all three. But yeah, Mass Effect, man. What's gonna be cool about that is that it, since it is one, two, and three, like be prepared to go on an adventure, man. It's so yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. It's definitely, and that's why I'm okay with some of these delays is I have such a big backlog already mm-hmm. and Assassin's Creed is going to be meaty or is meaty. And I'm, I'm only like 60% in. Um, and I've been playing, I'm already at like 40 hours of gameplay. Yeah. Um, and then mass Effect's going to be long. Resident evil eight supposed to be a decent size. So you've got these huge games. Um, and I don't like to rush. I like to take my time. So some of these delays don't really hurt me too bad. Yeah. I'm actually, like, obviously due to the fact that we've had a lot of Marvel content recently, I'm actually replaying through Marvel's Avengers on PS5 now that, like, the frames aren't just dropping drastically as I'm playing in fights. Oh, my. I'm enjoying it again. Well, and Justin said the the Hawkeye DLC is better than the main story. Now, see, I haven't got to it, and I'm so Mm. excited because I'm like, as soon as I finish this, I get to jump into that, and, like, all I've heard about it is that it's really good. Yeah, I'll I'll probably check it out eventually. I don't know. See, I'm it's, telling it's, you, it's you got to we can do some missions together. I know, I know. No, 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 no. Hold up, real quick. Just hold up two seconds, because I bought Marvel Avengers on PS4 and PlayStation Plus because someone said the same thing to me when I bought those game those things, and yet we played the game 
twice. twice? <laughs> you can yeah. hop, hop in and play with me. You got so, five now. Let's do take, it. Take take with take with that. Take with that what you will, John. I, has heads listen, up for you. Listen, this is what we should do, okay? Because remember, like I said, we're going to do the JJ and J farm where we retire, but then Jacob just takes <laughs> care of it. Yeah, we need to do the JJ and J Twitch channel, and we'll play through Marvel's Avengers. There you go. We all like different okay. Avengers. Jacob, I'm sure will probably want to be Iron Man. I don't. John, who you who you think he'd probably play? Mm, you can fight him Hulk, for Iron Man if you want. I don't care. Hulk's fun. No, I'll be Hulk. Hulk. Hulk's Hulk. a lot of fun. Oh, dude, Hulk is a lot. Or like, Thor. If you want to be Hulk, I'll be Thor. Uh, me, I'll be anybody. You know what I mean? Like I'll be Black Widow. I'll be a little bit of Captain America. Give me some Thor. I won't be Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel. Hey, Kamala Khan is a lot of fun in that game. Yeah, she's she's cool. I just I'm not a Kamala Khan fan. It's not anything against her. I just so she was after fantastic. Basically, <laughs> it's, it's so annoying. Yeah. I'm glad somebody said it. It annoys the crap out of me that she is basically Mr. Fantastic, but a teenage girl. Yeah, yeah, so that's a cool, right? I mean, I guess. I'm sure. <laughs> have, you I'm always sure. Wanted, have you always wanted to turn some of the best Marvel heroes into teenage girls? Well, I mean, they did it to Thor, except he's not a teenager. He's a girl. That's true. That's true. And they're doing a new new movie, but we won't talk about that right now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I could go on a tangent, but I just I don't like Jane Foster. So, but anyways, enough about that. <laughs> Big news! Big news! E three is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> We're past that. We're past that. <laughs> um, we're in movie now. We're going to move on to movie stuff. Um, enough about video games. Uh, so this is probably, I don't know. Jacob, did you watch 90s Spider-Man growing up? I watched it every once in a while. I mean, Jordan. it wasn't like my my go-to show. Because when I was growing up as a kid, my go-to show was Pokemon, Digimon. Yeah. Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Samurai Jack. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, there's a, there, there's some drama going around around Spider-Verse 2. Uh, we all know Into the Spider-Verse is an amazing movie. Yep. Um, there was a uh, rumor going around that Christopher Daniel, who played the 90s Spider-Man in the show, uh, was being talked with about joining Spider-Verse 2 as 90s Spider-Man. Um, but then Christopher and his wife boasted on Twitter that this is untrue. But Marvel is really good about covering stuff up, and it's like, if you're really in the movie, can you really say that you are, though? So, are they going to be in it? Is he? I mean, if, if there was ever a chance to bring him back as Spider-Man, this, this seems like the only time. The perfect scenario to me would be getting him and uh, Josh Keaton, who did Spectacular Spider-Man, to be in the show, or the movie, and I would just, I'd probably cry. Those two are well, such they, good Spider-Mans. They've already confirmed that we're going to get uh, like Japanese Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was another Spider-Man that they confirmed we were also getting. Oh, uh, 2099, which was, uh, surprisingly enough, voiced by Oscar Isaac, who, did you see the video of him training for Moon Knight? No. He released a video on his Facebook page. Where he's he's like oh just you know some casual stunt training and he oh man I'm so excited for Moon Knight but we are we know we're getting them because obviously spoilers if you haven't seen Spider Man into the Spider Verse why are you listening to us go watch it now please 
But at the end of it, it reveals, you know, that Spider-Man 2099, which the little pop you have back there on the shelf, that's him, uh, is going to be in the second one. And then the Japanese Spider-Man, I believe that's the spy, that Spider-Man it is, is, I know I've seen, you know, that that one is guaranteed to be in it also. So this right here would pull on my 90s kid heartstrings if I heard this Spider-Man's yeah. voice. Because this is my Spider-Man right here. Like, over Toby, this voice, as soon as I hear it, I'm just like, oh my god, it's, it's Spider-Man. So, I would love this, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I, I'm I'm just excited we're getting a sequel, so. Yeah, it's still going to be a great movie, regardless if he's in the movie or not. Um, just Marvel is really good at throwing us red herrings regardless, Um so I would be shocked if he's not in the movie. Um, but like you said, if he's not, I mean, it'll still be a great movie, and I'm still going to to watch it. So mm-hmm. I could definitely not, see not like gonna... a, cameo, a cameo or something in it. Like, you know, maybe it's like showing other Spider-Man. So like there's like you can just hear voices and like you hear his. That'd be that'd be dope. Well, why wouldn't you? See, like... now, now here's my thing. If they're going to do that, I need to see the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> Where the two Spider-Mans point at each other. Point at you. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good moment to do that. I mean, you never know. <laughs> they, they brought Spider-Ham, so it's wide open at this point. <laughs> Any Spider-Man yeah. game. Yeah. I never thought I'd see Spider-Ham in a movie. So, who knows? Uh, End of the Spider-Verse is so good. So good. Um, and Jordan, this is something that's going to probably get you excited. So Black Adam added two more cast members. Legends of Tomorrow star, which I have behind on this. I'm not sure who this guy is, but Legends of Tomorrow star, uh, Bodhi, I'm going to butcher this, but Sabongi, I don't know. Um, he's been cast in a key role. And then James Kustai Moyer has been cast in a mystery role that they're not ready to reveal anything about. Hmm. So... Really interesting stuff. Um, that that movie is just getting such a phenomenal cast so far. It Which, by the way, up. The Rock put a picture up today that it started filming. So yeah. it is coming, ladies and gentlemen. Black Adam is on the way. Well, it's so funny because he posted a photo of him working out. And he's like, working on Black Adam. I'm like, you're always working out. How is this any different from any other photo? You're already <laughs> in Black Adam shape. You walk around right? and you're in. Yeah. Right. I agree. I'm ex- I am excited about it, man. Like uh and I also seen that there was like some articles cuz I know he's very much behind Henry Cavill as Superman and I've seen that like The Rock might even help produce a Man of Steel 2, which would be super yeah. dope. I want to see those two fight so bad. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> so bad. Could you imagine that? Just a oh, Black Adam so... and, and Henry Cavill Superman like slugfest. Yeah, like I know Shazam and him are supposed to fight. I get it, but I want to see Superman kick his ass so bad. <laughs> yes, that would be nice. Uh, and then uh, I didn't realize they were doing more of them, but there's a new Star Trek movie in the works. Um, it's set for June 9th of 2023 um, by, by Par- Paramount. And it's being produced by J.J. Abrams. And the script is being written by Kalinda Vasquez, um, which I know Vasquez has a good track record. Um, but I don't know. I remember I've only seen the first Star Trek 
re, uh, reboot movie, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I really liked it. And I remember seeing the trailers for the other two movies. I'm like, man, those look really cool. But I've never watched them. I, I, My okay. problem is I'm too big. Go ahead. Go ahead You're what? I was just going to say, for me, and this is kind of weird for me to say this, I'm much more of a Star Wars fan than I am a Star Trek fan. I figured. Usually Lord of the Rings fans are also Star Trek fans. Those usually seem to go hand in hand from past experience. But, but then I'm the weird person then because I like Star Wars more than like Star Trek. Exactly. That's what I'm insinuating, that you're weird. Well, well, thanks. I do. I'm glad I like, I, I'm gonna, sorry, I like a lot of things. I love <laughs> Star Wars, and I've never really cared for Star Trek, but the J.J. Abrams movies, and I've been blasted by my friends that are Star Trek fans about this before because they're like, no, you have to watch the other ones, Bobby, or you won't actually get it. Um, I love them. I love the Chris Pine movies um, and the Zachary Quinto Spocks. I've seen all three. I think the third one is terribly underrated. Um, and I know a lot of people yeah. had a problem with the Into Darkness, Benedict Cumberpatch reveal as, as uh, a con, but I, I thought the movie was mm-hmm. great. Um, so I, now what I'm curious about, is this going to be a continuation or is this a reboot? It did. It didn't say, so I'm really not sure. Um, I literally watched the first one because of Zachary Quinto. I love him so much in Heroes. Um, so because of that, I watched him in this. Um, but the article did not say, so I'm not sure if it's a fourth movie or if it's going to be another reboot. Who knows? But I, I definitely trust Abrams. Yeah, I definitely recommend you watch the other two, man. I think you'd like them. Yeah, I think I have them. I've just literally just not taken the time to watch them. That's I fair. need to. Because I remember thinking they looked awesome. I'm like, I'm going to watch the heck out of these. And it just never happened. Yeah. And there's me who's just like, I don't I don't really care that much to watch them. <laughs> I mean. And then there's you. Jacob. Yeah, there is Jacob. Yeah. I um, know. I know. But then again, if we go back to a certain anime topic. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> let's not get him started. It's <laughs> so heated. Um, so... Something I'm super stoked for. Have you? Um, I don't know if we're, you guys are big Final Fantasy fans, but they're re-releasing Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, the complete edition on Blu-ray and 4K, June 8th. Um, I actually don't own this for some reason. I need to, so I'm probably going to pick this up. Um, it's an excellent movie. It is a sequel to Final Fantasy VII. So if any listeners are Final Fantasy VII fans, you need to watch this movie because the fight scene between Cloud and Sephiroth is dope as heck good so by the time i finish seven the game for the first time this movie comes out i'll watch it and i'll probably love it awesome you've not seen advent children man no i i've I've, this is my first playthrough of seven dang dude advent children is so jacob have you seen advent children uh no no well let me just give you an extent of my final fantasy knowledge i have played final fantasy crystal chronicles oh I have also played Final Fantasy XIV, the online MMO. <laughs> I installed Final Fantasy VII. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> no Final Fantasy IX, VII, VIII, X. I was a, Don't play when, thirteen. When I was a kid growing up, I was I, I grew up with Nintendo. Man, I had a 64. I had a SNES. I had an NES. 
And those are the games I played. I did I not play Crystal Chronicles because that was a GameCube game. It was a GameCube because GameCube <laughs> was so freaking cool. It I was. still wish they would do a GameCube uh, classic. Me and you both, bro. God, I would buy that so many times. Okay, John, did you maybe, know maybe that originally? So the only what? Final Fantasy movie that I've seen is one that has like a. If you say Spirit Within, I'm. It has a chick on the cover, and it's like... And Spirits Within is a horrible movie. Don't ever reference that movie on this podcast again. It's a horrible movie. That's the only one I've seen. Advent Children is... It's cool. Advent Children is so freaking sweet. Like, I just... I can't even express... That final battle is just that good. It's so good. And I don't like to watch a lot of 3D animate. I like hand-drawn stuff when it comes to movies. It's so good. Like anime? Yeah, it's like a two-hour cinematic trailer, but it's so good. Um, And you you don't have to play watch Final Fantasy or play Final Fantasy to understand it 100%, but it'll definitely make you a lot more emotionally attached to it. Um, So you're telling me the one that I watched wasn't good, though? No, it was horrible. Fair. That's fair. (laughs) There's a small handful of movies that I've ever... Uh, started and not finished um, because they were terrible, and that one is in the top five. I would say I hope number one, Dragon Ball Evolution or Avatar: The Last. Uh, no, that's actually number two. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender is number one. I figured it was one of those two. <laughs> the only movie that I've ever paid for in theaters and walked out of the moment they called him Ong, I was like, done. What do you mean? That's not Ong, the last R-bender? Yeah, it's like, um, and what's, what saddened me about that movie is he said that he watched the cartoon so he could do the movie justice. And then it's like, you didn't do it justice. What happened? I mean, did you, it's like he just watched the, uh, before, like the last time on Avatar The Last Air, but that's all he watched. He's like, okay, I got a general idea of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll admit I watched the movie first because I'd never seen the show. My wife is, loves the show. She was pissed. She thought it was dumb, but she's like, "That's this is all that I have, though." And then she's like, "We've got to have you watch the show." I watched the show, and dude, by the time I got to the end of the show, I was like, "Oh my god, why did M Night even touch that?" Like it look, was look like. Dragon Ball Evolution is in the top five movies that uh, I have actually... Well, actually, that's a lie. I finished that movie. Um, I will say James Marsters as Piccolo is probably the only good thing about that entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> he did a good job. I liked him a lot. So what about Chai Young Fat? Or is it is it Chai Young Fat that plays Master Roshi? Yes, Chow Yun Fat does play Master Roshi. Um, I don't really remember him too much, so that obviously means he didn't stand out to me very much. Um, why they chose Justin Chatwin as Goku, I'll never understand, but whatever. You know, that's neither here nor there. There's a lot about that movie I don't understand. You know, there's rumors um, that Disney is trying to acquire the rights to the Dragon Ball movie, or to do a Dragon Ball movie, and I don't know how to feel about that. I might be okay with that, maybe. Yeah, it just depends. Um, I mean, if anyone could pull it off, it would probably be Disney. But seeing the Disney logo in front of it is going to be a little weird. 
Yeah. I just, I would love a weird, like, action-packed live-action Dragon Ball Z movie. I will say... But you could, you could see it now. Just picture Vegeta wearing his, his battle gear, and all of a sudden he goes and breaks out into a Disney princess song. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made thought in my head. Um, <laughs> I will say, watching Man of Steel and like watching those epic fights between him, uh, Superman and the Kryptonians made me want a proper live-action Dragon Ball movie. Because yeah. I'm like, this is what a Dragon Ball fight scene should be like. Um, over the top. So, yeah, over the top, breaking shit, flying. I mean, I want it. I, yeah, because there's, there's one point where he punches Zod and then flies real fast to him again and then punches him again. And I'm like, that, this is this is what this should be. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yep. Um, cough, cough, Zack Snyder, make it happen. Cough, cough. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways, um, not. I, I mean, I like Zack Snyder, but don't touch Dragon Ball, please. Could you imagine um, if Zack Snyder did Dragon Ball? He made he made Justice League four hours. Could you imagine what he would do with the Saiyan saga? He'd probably make it like every episode would take a twelve week extravaganza only on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty minute episodes would last for an hour. Yeah. Everything's in slow mo all the time. Oh yeah. Yep. They're but just screaming nonstop. I would watch it. <laughs> um, so Captain Marvel two is rumored to begin second unit photography next week. Um, so they're getting ready to, to go full blown on this thing. Um, I have mixed feelings. I love Monica Rambeau, so I'm good. I'm happy to see her return. She was awesome in WandaVision, and I know she has a huge role in Captain Marvel 2. Um, also, the Kamala Khan is also not only going to be in her show, but she's supposed to be in this movie. Um, so that'll be cool that they're to tie that together. But I'm just I'm not a Brie Larson fan, so I I I'll have to see a trailer, I guess, to to make my judgments. But I still haven't seen Captain Marvel. Yeah, I it's just, like it's like the only Marvel movie I haven't watched. I liked the movie. I just didn't like Brie Larson. Mm. There's something about her. I didn't even like her in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Like I just have never really liked her in anything she's done. So I'm not. I'm just not a fan. But. Um, also, James Gunn confirms that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will start filming this year. Um, that's really freaking excited, uh, exciting, especially considering that several of the Guardians have been seen on the set of Thor 3. So anytime we can get more Guardians is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he's doing the, the Peacemaker show right now with John Cena. Um, yeah. So I wonder if like as soon as that's done, since... Probably Taika will be wrapping up everything, and you'll still have everybody still kind of, you know, in shape and everything for that role. I wonder if he'll immediately just go right from Peacemaker over to to Guardians. I would assume so because uh, Marvel's going to want them to start uh, ramping up production on these things. Um, so they've enough of the movies have been delayed that they've got to start getting them back on track. So I'm sure that he'll. He's a busy man. I mean, he just he did. Uh, Suicide Squad, and then Peacemaker, and now straight to Guardians. So hopefully after Guardians, he'll get a little bit of a break, but he's, he's a great director, so I'm excited to see what he pops out of 
Guardians 3. And there's rumors that Thor may be a part of Guardians 3, which I would totally be all for because I loved in Endgame. I loved his little interactions with the Guardians. It was awesome. So more of that can't be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Man, James Gunn can't do no wrong right now. He's walking the DC and Marvel tightrope, and I'm, I love it. Yep, yep, so it's so awesome. Um, and then also, uh, the Borderlands movie they uh, announced uh, exists in a separate universe from the games, which I find that interesting. Why they're, It's probably so people don't get upset if it doesn't follow the games. Uh, because this basically confirms it's going to be like its own own thing. Even if there's similar characters, it's definitely probably going to be its uh, its own thing completely. Well, there's multiple vaults, so I mean, it always could just be like different characters out of different vaults. You know what I mean? But we know Claptrap's in it because of Jack Black. So how that's the only thing is, yeah, they could have just said it was a different vault with all new characters. But when you're having characters from the games, um, how do you really explain that? You know? Yes. Unless there's other claptrap models, I don't know. I mean, I guess technically there could be multiple claptraps. Could also be a different time frame, but we don't we, we don't know. So who knows? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> also, um, so a couple things. There's one thing not on here that um, me and Jacob already kind of talked about earlier, Jordan. And I wanted to get your take on it. We'll talk about the first one first because you and I talked about this. But uh, Victoria Alonso, who's a producer on Falcon and Winter Soldier says that a Black Panther cameo is not coming and that fans need to um, temper their expectations now because they don't. she doesn't want them to be disappointed. But on the opposite side of that, um, someone very close to the, the project says that episode five, we are going to get a surprise character who is a big deal in the Marvel comics but has never been in the MCU. And they will be played by a award-winning actor or actress. So, what are your thoughts on that? Any guesses who it could be? Okay, <laughs> first things <laughs> first. Um, so, if T'Challa is not in it, then that just confirms that Mephisto is. I just want to say that. No, I'm just kidding. Because um, <laughs> everybody's this. We've moved on from Mephisto, even though I think he will still show up in one of the future movies but anyways yes. go on um man i don't know like because i know that he said he wanted to see this person team up with thor hmm. so that's that's why i've kind of been like scratching my head on this i'm like man who hasn't shown up yet that somebody would want to see team up with thor that could well, show up in the show and if it's a major character in the marvel comics um See, and they don't really say if it's a hero or villain. I told Jacob, and I know this won't happen, but I told him I think it'd be kind of cool if... So people think that the power broker is going to be this reveal of who this character actually is. Um, I kind of wish that power broker would be Logan because we know Logan has done some shady stuff in the past before he becomes an X-Man and before he meets Xavier. Um, and with it being set on Mandapore, we know that's Logan's stomping grounds. But I don't think Logan is the type, though, to sell powers to the highest bidder. Um, that's the only thing keeping me thinking that it could be Logan. But man, 
if it was Logan, because he goes by what's his Mandaport? He goes by patches or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Like he wears an eye patch as his, um, and that's his like criminal name or whatever. But I just don't think that's it'll be him. It's just you know who, I, you know who'd be a good dream. Who Mystique? Mystique would be pretty rad. Um, That'd be a cool way to bring Mystique in. Dude, it'd be really dope if Sharon Carter actually was Mystique in disguise and she was the power broker the whole time. Yeah, I, I would be... Okay. Um, but for them to say that it's a major character from the comics but hasn't been in the MCU, of course my first thought is, okay, maybe it's somebody from the X-Men, X-Men universe, or maybe it's somebody from the Fantastic Four, or... The- so I'm like, were th- the Daredevil movie wasn't a Marvel was MC, was it? No, but so sh- Matt Murdock won't show up because he's already been confirmed to be in Spider-Man 3. So Matt okay. Murdock will not show up in this movie or this show. The three that pop in my head, Jordan, honestly, is Doctor Doom. But we won't see him as Doctor Doom. It'd be like Victor Von Doom. Um, I could see Norman Osborn. Uh, because of his connection with tech and and playing around with super soldiers and stuff too, um, those are the two that really stand out. There's a third one, but then it left me. I can't think of who I was gonna say now. Um, oh, or Reed Richards, hmm. with him being a scientist. Um, but I don't think they're going to. I think they'll save Reed for something else. Yeah. I don't think the show is too grounded. And that's the thing, too, is you have to remember this show is very grounded. Um, so that's the thing, too. I try to think of characters that aren't that would make sense that aren't going to be like, what the hell is this character doing here? You know, and that's why Von Doom kind of makes sense. And so does Norman a little bit. But once again, I think they would save Norman for Spider-Man. So for you're definitely more. you're definitely at least thinking it's going to be maybe a villain. Maybe because I can't think of any heroes who play a unless it's Xavier, but I don't think they would. I don't think they do that big of a character think about in this that. type of show. What I didn't even think about Xavier, man. Yeah. The only reason I would think it'd be Xavier because they've confirmed this episode is also sixty-one minutes long. Um, so. The only reason I could think it would be Xavier is because Mandapore has such connections to mutants is that maybe he shows up and he's like, hey, I'm, you know, I ha- we have a common goal. I'm also trying to take down Power Broker. Um, here's my information. Like, he may not have a huge role, but I could see him just, like, popping in. I don't know. Um, but maybe not. I don't know. Once again, to make it, it uh, make sense for the show is where it's hard for me. To pick a character where I feel like it makes sense to the story for them to help progress the story, I guess. Right. Now, did you see where they said that this episode is going to be the episode that people will cry on? I thought you said that about the last episode. See, I thought that was the last episode, but I guess it's episode five. Um, because the the writer of the show, he said that, and that's what that's why I was that's why I got mistaken my last week. But he said episode five is the episode where someone does show up. And it's somebody that he would like to see team up with Thor at at some point. And then the other part was that mm-hmm. this episode, there's something that happens in it where fans will cry or at least shed a tear. So that's why I'm thinking, because I was talking to uh, RJ today about this. And I was thinking, I was like, man, I was like, Zemo got away. 
or kind of. Um, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm kind of thinking like either it's something to do with Steve or it's something to do with Isaiah. Because Zemo's uh, still on this, I've got to get rid of Super Soldier thing. And I don't, oh, I don't think I know about Steve. Once again, Isaiah and Steve are been seen in the MCU, so it has to be a new character. Right. It can't be Steve or man. See, yeah, it's so tough. I'm trying to think of like other heroes that have been associated with Captain America. Or Winter Soldier, or I'm just going down a list of characters that I think it could possibly be. (laughs) Trying to think of who could possibly it be. I don't know, like, and that's the best part about this, and that's what I love about these shows is that it does leave that giant like, who could it be? And you're just like, I don't know who. And then they show you, and you're like, Yay! I love comics, but I'm just like. Who could you pull up in episode five, knowing that there's only yeah. one episode left after this, to make people go, oh my god, and then wrap the show up yeah. with the next one? Yeah, it's tough. Man, I don't know. Like I said, if it wasn't for being a Falcon, like if this was WandaVision, I mean, I'd have some crazy predictions, but once again, with this being a more grounded show, um, it's just really tough to think. Of who it could be, unless no, because Red Skull's been seen too. So I'm trying to think of like Captain America villains that might just like shock people. But even Baron Zemo is the other most well known after, besides Red Skull. So it's unless right. it's like Madame Viper, but um, that's not one that I think would shock people because she's not a villain that a lot of people know unless you're a hardcore fan. So I don't think it would be her. Because I think they're kind of moving away from Hydra. And she's been a well-known leader of Hydra. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But uh, so, before before we get to... Oh, go ahead. I was going to... I was going to... Because I, I pulled up what he... Malcolm Spellman, who is the showrunner and the writer. Um, he put, hands down, episode five, it just gets real. Spellman had said in an interview with comicbook.com in March... And he also quoted, and five, you're going to cry. So, and then here's where he said, yeah, there are characters in our series who I would love to see partnered with. Like, it's a very, very grounded character partnered with one of the big world shakers like Thor or someone like that. Personality is so strong. It's the episode five character. I'd love to see that character with Thor. So, if we're going grounded, Hmm. um... Hasn't shown up in the MCU though. I honestly like. I know, obviously, yeah. technically, Netflix wise, he did, but I'd love to see Luke Cage. Like, I'd love to see him. Well, and that's the thing about. That's the thing about the power broker existing, and we know these these formulas are out there. It leads. It opens the door for Jessica Jones and Luke Cage to be introduced because those two are made by they were characters created by somebody else experimenting on people um so it could be those two one of those two but i just don't know if that would be shocking enough i don't know um luke cage would make a lot of sense 
and they've really kind of hit on the racism in this show. So having another strong uh, black character in would be really awesome. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that it would be really awesome. I'd be happy, but I don't know if it's a, a shock. You know what I mean? Because think about it. Like, and I don't know who could play him other than the guy that played the show. Yeah, Mike Coulter, who was fantastic. Well, that's the thing. Like I see articles all the time yeah. about how Disney and Marvel are trying to find a way to get John Bernthal to be the Punisher again. We've seen, and we're almost guaranteed that we are going to get Charlie Cox back as Matt Murdock. Okay, Jessica Jones, like they, they've said, they're not with her. And they'd like to reuse her. Why not? Okay, so we're getting Shang-Chi and yeah. the Legend of the Ten Rings. When I think of that, I think, you know, it'd be cool as if in that movie, Danny Rand showed up. Showed Danny. up. Even if it was a different yeah. actor, because I'd be fine with them recasting him. So that's why I'm thinking, if it's a grounded character in a show like this, Luke Cage at least would be the yeah. one that I think, like, I would be shocked but it also would be like all the fans that are like, hey, we love these characters, but you're now saying they weren't part of the MCU. This would be the perfect time for them to be like, yeah, they are, but those stories were different stories. You know, where you could even maybe even keep the actor. Um, actually, oh man, I have an idea, but it leads into the discussion of, let me let me get past this last piece of news and we'll keep doing Falcon Winter Soldier because I just had a really good theory for you okay. um but real quick so, so uh, netflix has acquired the streaming rights for all spider-man and spider-man related projects starting next year so venom 2 and morbius will be the first ones they will go straight um after the, their theatrical debut they will go straight to netflix which makes me a little sad because uh i know disney and sony are still trying to strike more deals with spider-man and there's rumors that spider-man will um, be in more movies and that uh, the, they're going to make the two universes kind of coexist uh, with the one Peter Parker. Uh, so seeing Netflix acquire this really kind of makes me sad, but at the end of the day, it's about money. I'm sure Netflix threw them a bunch of money for this, so I don't blame Sony at all. Um, I feel like Sony and Netflix have always had a good relationship anyways. Um, so, I mean, I'm okay with it, but... I really want Spider-Man stuff on Disney Plus, damn it. Yeah. I, I get that. And I just, it's part of the reality that until Disney either buys the rights back of Spider-Man or just buys Sony, because they're just becoming global monsters, um, Sony's going to continue to be like, we're going to take our stuff over here and see how it does. That being said, think about it. Disney let Marvel, or let Netflix use make the Marvel shows, you know, made the defenders yeah. and daredevil and Punisher and license all these out. Yeah. They're not making them now. Fans have clamored to let Hulu, you know, keep those shows going, but they obviously have different plans, but this yeah. does excite me because one, this shows that Netflix is very much like, Hey, we want something to do with the superhero aspect of this, even though they've got Jupiter's legacy, yeah. the umbrella Academy, like these other, superhero-esque shows um but the fact that they're like hey sony you know those uh you know those spider-man and venom and all those that you guys got what about you let us put them on our streaming service and then you don't have to make like a sony streaming service that you release at the same day like hbo and all that so i'm actually really excited for this because it's yeah. one less streaming service i'll have to purchase you know 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Sony could be dicks and just make their own streaming service. So I guess it is good they're partnering with Netflix. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I subscribe to Netflix anyway, so that just guarantees me a way to watch Venom 2 and Morbius after they come out. So that's that's fine with me. Maybe. Hey, I've seen parts of it. But uh, back, back. Go ahead. So, we are officially going to spoiler territory. So, uh, if you have not seen episode four of Falcon Winter Soldier, now is your time to turn the podcast off because we will be not holding back. This episode was shocking and amazing. Um, or pause so, it, we'll watch it, and then come back. Or that's true too. Um, so, we saw the tragic end of this episode. And this is just another pie-in-the-sky scenario. But you're talking about the Netflix characters and a light bulb went off in my head. What if, because of the footage, everybody was recording John Walker's Captain you know, America at the end of the episode. What if Matt Murdock shows up to sue uh, John Walker? <laughs> like somebody is probably going to sue him, I would imagine. Uh, the government will try to protect him, but it'd be pretty sweet if Matt Murdock, or even if, uh, yeah, if Matt Murdock. But once again, they said being played by an award-winning actor. Is Charlie Cox an award-winning actor? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that probably just totally ruined that theory. But man, that would be so cool. Oh, question though: Is John Bernthal an award-winning actor? Because. Yeah. What if Punisher showed up? To punish him? To punish John Walker. or Because, I mean, like, think about it. John John was in the military, right? What if, yeah, you know? So, well, yeah. So, so he wrote Castle. What if they had, like, you know, what if they were, they served together, and this is their way of bringing the Punisher in also? Oh, man. I That would be... Oh, He's very grounded. So, obviously, and, I Go ahead. What's up? I said, I said, obviously, I don't know as much about comics as you guys did because that just wasn't my thing growing up as a kid. I still love the movies regardless. I will say, and me and John were talking about this earlier, when you watch some of the scenes that are happening, especially towards the end with, with John, uh, John just beating the crap out of this dude, um, it's a one-for-one one from Civil War where uh, Steve is is kind of almost killing Tony but he stops himself at the very end whenever he sees that people are recording him and stuff like that. Well, no one's recording him, but it just shows the parallel between the two. Steve was worthy and he stops himself because he realizes it's the wrong thing to do. He could have taken out Tony when he thought he killed Bucky, but he didn't because Steve is a good dude. John Walker is not a good dude. And he did not make that decision. He went batshit crazy and killed a guy. Um, so not only has he tainted that shield, but he is not worthy of that shield. Period. Well, just like the blood that you see dripping off of the shield at the end, I'm just like, dude, what the heck? Well, at first I didn't think he was going to kill him. But then when I saw the hand of the guy fall and it's covered in blood, I was like, oh, he actually did it. What the fuck? <sighs> I was shocked. Um, but the whole episode, I mean, you see his 
mental state deteriorate. I mean, at the beginning when Falcon is interrogating her, well, not interrogating, but talking to her, trying to talk her down, um, get her to see that she's doing this the wrong way. He's pacing back and forth through the room. He's like, he acts like a drug addict. He's like fidgeting. He can't sit still. He's, he doesn't want Sam to be in there by himself. Uh, he's making Bucky nervous, uh, making him feel bad because he's letting Bucky be alone. And you start to see that, that side of him. And it's like, this dude's he'll, got some issues. He'll do anything to get his way. Yep. He, he's just, and now that he has a super soldier serum, he like, not like almost no one can stop him. And like, he's going to use that to his advantage. And he like, cause I mean, once again, at the beginning of the show, his words don't get in my way then. Yep. Yeah. He told them not to get in his way. Well, and here's the thing in episode one, when they ended it, and they he came out and he winked. That wink was a this dude is going to do bad things. Wink. I mean, it the whole episode. It was basically the story of John Walker's extremely bad day getting worse. I mean, he gets his ass kicked by super soldiers. He <clears throat> gets his ass kicked by a bunch of women who aren't super soldiers. He his best friend dies. I mean. I understand why he snaps a little bit, but he was already cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I mean, he, this dude was definitely not there. And and like Steve said, or not Steve, but the scientist from Captain America, First Avenger, says the serum enhances what you already are. Steve was already an extremely good dude. He dives onto that grenade for those soldiers. He constantly proves that he, why he's worthy of the super soldier serum. John Walker was not worthy to have that serum. He's already a kind of a messed up dude. And now this serum is just going to enhance that part of him. He's already extremely rude. He, he does whatever it takes to get the job done. He doesn't care who gets hurt. And now that's just going to be even worse. Mm-hmm. Well, what I, what I loved about it is that this, this episode one proved to me exactly why Sam is worthy to be the next Captain America. Because when he's yeah. having that talk with Carly and like he basically has her like ready to just give up and be like, okay, here's the serum and all this. And of course, John has to abrasively just bust in and ruin all of that. I literally thought back to the first Avenger, Captain America, where he's sitting there with the doctor and the doctor's like, it's not about being a good soldier, which John is a great soldier. He's got all these yeah. awards and everything. It's about being a good man. And you see, well, he says it's about what's in here. Yeah, Sam is a good man, where John is a good soldier. Yep, and that's why he, the doctor, was so afraid of just giving it because even uh, I can't remember Tommy Lee Jones's character in that show, but he's like, he's like, you want Rogers? He's like, he's he's puny, you know, he, he can't do anything. He's like, we, you need like a soldier, you know, and he's like, no, he'll 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 do because he knew inside, even when he jumped on the grenade, like it's like he's willing to sacrifice himself. So when I seen Sam have that talk with her, I finally seen, and it was cool because like, you know, the whole time the show is dealing with like, is Sam worthy? You know, because yeah. it's Captain America we're talking about. And Sam even doesn't think that. But I finally, this episode I was watching, I was just like, holy crap. Yeah, he really is. The whole episode, he acted very much the way I feel like Steve Rogers would have acted, mm -hmm. uh, behaved the way that Steve Rogers would have behaved, handled himself. Um, 
And one thing we kind of skipped to the end of the episode, but one thing I really loved about this episode too is seeing Bucky in Wakanda and the Doja helping him be free of that uh, mind control was just an amazing scene. That smile and the tears on his face when he realizes he's free is just a phenomenal moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my new favorite Bucky moments. And the Doja in, in general, like I was telling Jacob earlier, I felt like, I don't know how you felt about this, Jordan, but when they're fighting Captain America in the apartment, they kept stopping him from using the shield. And to me, that felt like, because they knew Steve and knew Cap, so I feel like they were basically saying, you're not worthy of using this. So they kept stopping him from being able to use it. So I thought that was a very cool moment. And the moment when she picks up the shield, like it's almost like, hey, this is my legacy. We're responsible for Vibranium. Um, this isn't yours. Like it's just the whole fight scene was just so phenomenal. I mean, that whole scene was to literally show the character of John Walker that they don't even have to be superpowered. You're this is not meant for you. This, you're not yep. meant for Captain America. And so he just, like, I just know. got more and more upset with the fact of that. Yeah. My thing is just like I remember like like I, I think at this point like he or this is before he gets us to the serum and he's sitting there just talking to Bucky, telling him like, listen, Sam's gonna be dead and his blood's gonna be in your hand on on your hands and, and he goes, It must be great having all that serum just pumping through your veins. So now you can't you can stop anyone you want to. And I'm just like, dude, that's not what it was there. Like I don't think he did it Bucky didn't take it on purpose. They forced it on him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's something Bucky struggles with all the time. Um, whether or not he's worthy of being a hero like Steve saw in him. Um, and that's what I've liked about this show is we've gotten to see that turmoil, inner turmoil with Bucky. Is is he worthy like Steve thought he was? Um, and can I just say Baron Zemo is so good at <laughs> like so few words but portrays just – He's so amazing. Like him sipping tea in the back while they're fighting is just so amazing. And then him like slipping out um, and escaping. I mean, he wasn't in the episode a lot, but his scenes are just so phenomenal. Yeah. Daniel Brule. I don't think they could have picked anybody better to play Zemo. No. God, he is so good. I want him to survive. Like, you know, Marvel has an issue with killing villains a lot, and they don't get to return. And so I'm so glad that if Baron Zemo doesn't get a Thunderbolt spinoff, I'm going to be so sad. Because the, he is such a good actor that he does he's done the character so well. Um, and it even had that moment, you know, when he finds the serum and he holds it up and he just stares at it. It's like, ooh, is he going to... Is he going to take it? Is he... What's going on? And then he starts destroying it. It's like, ah, oh, man, you're... You're bad, but you're good at the same time because he doesn't want other people to have it. So, yep, I know I agree, and like that's the thing is like I love that like he just comes in, shoots her, you know, and he's like, "Oh, is this the serum?" Stomp, 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 and it's just like, yeah, I'm not I'm, nobody can get this anymore. Like, it shouldn't be. Yeah. So, I love. I, I love. I the, know. Me and John were talking about this earlier also. Like, so we, we, we mentioned in the past couple episodes how just we haven't had that want or that urge to, to watch Falcon Winter Soldier. But like now it's like, okay, what's going on next? I need to know now. Yeah. 
like yeah. you, ha- you have that want now. Like they've given you that that want, which like I was saying last time, they did they did their world building and they did their really good job at world building, but they really needed to put 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 their put their foot to the gas, and they sure as sure as heck did. Oh yeah, the way they ended that episode is very much I like. He's standing there, which I had already been spoiled because I seen set photos with him with blood on his shield. So I figured that's that was the moment where he turned bad. Um, but just whenever like the camera it was like out on him and he's just standing there and he's just kind of like looking around, I was just like, "Don't end this here, don't, don't." And then it ends, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, I've got to wait a whole week to like see what the consequences are going to be," because like, yeah. He's working for the government, like he said. You know, he's going, I am the government. Like, the government just murdered somebody on the streets with people standing around recording you. Right. Yeah, that is, um, I'm really curious if they're going to either try to wash their hands of him now, um, or if they're just going to back him, be like, you know, he did what he thought was right. And sometimes, um, soldiers do things in the line of duty that they don't like to do and it'll be interesting to see how they handle it in the next episode um if they'll treat him you know but with social media i mean a lot of people cut like caught that on uh their phones so um i definitely think it's gonna blow up the thing i love too is whenever she, uh, she calls sam's sister and she mentions captain america and she was like uh, he's uh, like i didn't choose him you know, like she doesn't agree with it either. So it just shows that not everyone is accepting in the MCU of this new Captain America either. Yeah, I know. The cool thing too was like he was talking to his friend at the table, right? Like, if you had the serum, would you take it? Of course, his friend. Hell yeah, of course we so would. I'll have you I know have- that is Battlestar, the what I thought was going to be the future leader of the Avengers. I'm just kidding. He wasn't ever going to be. I knew he was going to die <laughs> super quick. <laughs> I didn't think he died. But Battlestar is a very small character, but I was sad to see him go. But yeah, when Battlestar is like, hell yeah, I would. I'm like, oh man. I mean, here it comes. <laughs> that was the green light for John Walker. He's going to go for it. And at first I wasn't sure. Like when he was fighting the guy, he kind of got thrown around a couple times. So I wasn't sure if he took it. But man, when when I saw that guy fly through the the door or whatever, and he you know, like hits the the wall and it sh- and the wall crumbles, um, I was like, oh shit, he did it, he did it. And then whenever, yeah, when he bends that pipe and Sam's like, what did you do? I'm just like, oh man. Mine was when he threw the shield into the wall, and just throws it in the wall and it implants halfway through. I'm like, he did it, he didn't. Why did he do that? Well, just in like they talk about how. They had to do some messed up stuff in order, order to, to get out of get out of that situation whenever they were soldiers together, right? And I'm sitting here just like, you don't, you don't take that. Then you don't take this when you're you're sitting there putting your life in front of everyone else's. Mm-hmm. Yep. And let's be let's be real. Wyatt Russell is doing such a good job with U.S. Agent, aka John Walker, aka the new cat. Like. Uh, Bro, I watch him every week, and I'm just like, dude, you are making people hate this character so much, and you're doing so well with it. But also, think about it. If that was you, and that was your best friend who, you know, you were, like, trusted in, and, like, he even you know, was, like, backing you, and was like, man, you, you do have what it takes to do this. 
And then you literally watch super soldiers who you guys have been fighting this whole time that kick your butt every single time, finally just kill him in front of you. What would you do? But that's, probably that's the thing. Like normal him. people. Yeah, normal people. But that's that's the thing. We're not Captain America. We're not the symbol of peace or a symbol for the American people. Like normal people, you're right, are going to react and um, probably attack the dude. It's a normal reaction. But when you are Captain America, you have to be better than that. You have to be more. And he, like I said earlier, he tainted that shield um, and he tainted the symbol that he's supposed to be representing. And I really wonder if Sam will get a new shield. I really wonder if the Doja will just accept Sam at the end of the season and make him a new shield because that one's been tainted by John Walker. Well, and see, that's what's great about this show is that you're right. Like, normal people would do that, but Captain America wouldn't. And that's the thing is that Captain America picked Sam to be Captain America and normal people picked John to be Captain America. And it's literally showing the difference right here. And that's why, like, that's what I love about this episode is because, like, like, when I seen Sam talking her down and everything, and, like, I seen it starting to click with him that, like, maybe Steve was right. Maybe I, I was meant to take this over because the role of Captain America means so much to so many people. Because, like, right before that guy was killed, like, was he not just telling her that Captain America was, like, his favorite until she came around? And, like, how much he, he loved Captain And then, literally, yeah. this new Captain America murders him. So, it's just, like, man, yep. Steve was right. And what's cool is that once Sam realizes that, Bucky will realize that, and it'll answer when. Because I remember the the tragic part was when Bucky was telling Sam, he's like, "No, Steve wasn't wrong about you. Because if he was wrong about you, that means he was wrong about me." So getting to see right. that be like yeah. he wasn't wrong about either of us. Oh my god, I can't wait. I'm, I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, and I have to bring this up because I, I know this is such a dad joke thing, but. I already told Jacob this, but when they were fighting and they they literally disarmed Bucky, I love it so <laughs> much. I literally laughed out loud. And I looked at Misty and I was like, they literally disarmed him. How amazing is that? That's true. They did disarm Bucky. <laughs> I like when he's like, did you know it could do that? He's like, no. No. <laughs> uh, so great. So great. You know, I wish Rocket had been there in that moment. Because he needs that arm, he did say he needed that. Arm. Yep, that would have been the best, the best moment. If Rocket's like mine now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that was cool, and I liked that. Like it showed, like there's like a fail safe that like she knew, and and like even Bucky didn't know about. But the, like the like seeing the inside of his arm, did you see how it had like the almost like Black Panther? Yeah, thing? I thought that was so cool looking. Yeah, it was so dope. I love Wakandan technology. It's so cool. It's, it's so, so sick. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely excited for episode five because this this one ended just, wow. Like, it was it was yeah. so good because, like, it, once it picked up, it didn't let go. Um, yep. We talked about this last week, but what do you think with what happened in this week? Do you still have the same thoughts on maybe Sharon being the power broker? Or do you yeah. Because the more we've talked and the more I've recalled the episode in my head, she call, when she calls them and they ask her for help, or when he calls her 
and ask for help. She's in that room on that table and she's like, you know, the power broker's really upset that we lost the serum. You need to get it back. And it's just, once again, I just have that small inkling that she either works for him or she is the power broker. Mm-hmm. The thing she says, the facial expressions, all of it, I feel like she's trying to play it cool, but that she really, because they're friends, but I do think that she might be still be power broker. Yeah, that would be pretty. I think we're going to find out probably next episode. Yeah, I agree. Because he they've said all along Power Broker's supposed to be like the main villain, and we still haven't even seen him. So he's got to be I mean, we have two episodes, so he's gotta show his face, his or her face. Two episodes that are right at roughly an hour apiece, if not more. So yeah. you could very easily introduce the main villain in these next two episodes and then finish it. Because it'd be like a normal movie. Right. No, but you're totally right. My my only thing is is like the only thing about this show so far that's been my nit- biggest nitpick, I do not give a crap about what's going on with the Flag Smashers. I don't care about Carly, none of them. I didn't care about the the lady that like took care of all of them and all that. Like, Other than that one moment with Sam talking her down, I, I don't care. I don't care what happens to these people. Like, I get it that they're like altered super soldiers, like they're kind of super soldiers, but like Cap would easily take out all of them if he had to. Um, but I, I'm just like, yeah. man, this is like, I feel like we could be doing something else here than dealing with these people, you know, and I felt like these last couple episodes are really focused mm-hmm. on, them. but yeah, I, I, that's the only thing well, on the show that I don't care about. I mean, I respect it because it, they're trying to show what would happen if normal people suddenly had, um, got powers it had the power to do what they thought would help. Um, so I respect it, but I agree. I do feel like four episodes worth is a little much. Um, I also don't really care about Carly all that much, but, um, I am excited to see the last two episodes for sure. I'm just ready to, ready to see the end, see where this goes. So, all right. So episode five, last thoughts, who is the secret appearance? I really like your Punisher thought. With him being ex-military. But I I don't want to even predict because it's too hard. Um, Because it's so grounded, my thoughts want to be grounded. But I just, I keep trying to think of off-the-wall characters. So I'm really not sure. About you, Jacoby? Yeah. I mean, I thought Isaiah for for a second. It's like, what if he comes back and he's like bigger than what what we thought? But I don't think that's going to be it. But... What if it's the Red Hulk? Thunderbolt Ross. We've seen him, but we've not seen Red Hulk in the MCU. That is true. So technically, Thunderbolt could show up after Cap does that stuff. It's like, you're out, I'm in, boom. I think it could be the Punisher too, honestly. I'm telling you, man, if it's the Punisher, I will freak out. Because that is just, oh my god. One, John Bernthal is fantastic, which I would hope they would keep him. But yeah, hopefully. Frank, Frank Castle, he would be the perfect person to introduce in this show. The more I think I agree. I'm just like, it's all about like these people that are ex-military. Sam is literally somebody that goes around to people that struggle with like adapting back to normal life. And like yeah. Punisher is one of the biggest people that like 
coming back and then like what happens to his family like his whole thing is like he can't seem to get it right so yeah it's like man grounded and then like it would be weird to see him team up with thor but it would still be like i would probably read that comic anyway i'm just like maybe it is like you know yeah i'd be down i'd watch it but there's so many characters in the in the marvel universe that you could totally yeah so and that's the problem yep um before we wrap up, I have one just a, a fun fun question for you guys. Um, if you could get one line from the MCU tattooed on your body, what would it be? And I am Iron Man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I actually already have a line from the MCU tattooed on me. So, Oh, do you? Yeah, I'm actually... It? I've got Wakanda Forever in Wakanda tattooed on my chest. Nice. That would be the one that I would I would obviously pick. But if I would had to pick another one, I would probably pick. Uh, he's adopted from Avengers <laughs> One, <laughs> and they're like, "He killed thirty people. He's adopted." <laughs> um, do you know what mine would be? What's that? It'd be that's America's ass. On my own. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yep, that's the winner for sure. I'd take that more. <clears throat> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yondu says that. I, I, I love me some Yondu. That is a great, great scene. Um, all right, guys. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. Uh, thanks for being here as always. And side note for all the listeners, because I know we've we've went over this a lot, so all the people that keep coming back, I'll just give you guys an update. I am almost halfway through season three of Attack on Titan. There you go, Jacob. There you go. I'm still on it. Still riding the train. So the, the so nice God. thing is we have we have a break between Loki because Loki doesn't come out till June, so we will have a break, Jacob, where we can plan some good. I have some ideas for some discussions coming up, so I promise you will get your wish. But there's um, more. It may have been delayed. <laughs> Jacob, you got to take what you can get, or just not come back. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, John. So, how far are you into Jujutsu Kaisen then? Uh, episode eighteen, still. <sighs> You're so close to being done. I know. That's the sad part. I have two days off this week. I promise. I promise to you, I will finish it this week. All right. If so when I, I see you on Friday, not, I'll quit. Not, I am going to ruin it for you. I will tell you the ending of first season. Pop quiz, pop quiz on Friday. Hey, I did read that the movie is going to be a prequel and it's going to be starring Gojo. Oh, I'm pretty cool. stoked about, that. I, I'm about that. that. I love him. Yeah. If that's true, I'm totally down because I think he's a phenomenal character. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week to Nerd is the Word. We will be back next week, same time, same streaming platforms. If you would like to ask us questions or be featured on the show, you can reach us by email at officialnerdisthewordpodcast at gmail.com or come find me on Twitter at The Reliable Nerd. And always remember, it's dangerous to nerd alone.